Well, happy new year to all of you. And after all the controversy, after all the suspensions, after all the talk of jumping to the NFL with Jim Harbaugh, by the way, he hired an NFL agent. We've got to talk about that. Today could be Jim Harbaugh's finest moment. It is the Rose Bowl where he gets to take on Nick Saban and the mighty Alabama Crimson Tide football program with a chance to go to the national championship. All of that is on the line. We got a lot to do. It's a busy year. It's a big year. It's a big day. Lockdown Big Ten starts right now. You are locked on Big Ten. Your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to Lockdown Big Ten. I'm Craig Sheeman. Thank you for making us your first listen each and every day and into the new year. Thank you very much. You know we're free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. It's all part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. All right, we're going to talk a lot about Jim Harbaugh today. This is a shining moment, man. This is the Rose Bowl, and there's still more meat on the bone, as they say, after this. Plus, he's got a new agent, and he's an NFL guy. Going to look at that. Plus, it's been a couple of days, chance to digest the Buckeyes disaster in the Cotton Bowl. What do you think about that? We'll get to all that and all the Big Ten teams in action today, too, plus our Big Ten Top Ten. Be sure to subscribe down below. Help us out. We got a ton of subscribers last year. It's a new year. Let's just keep going. Subscribe down below. Follow Lockdown Big Ten for free wherever you get your podcast, and that way you get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it becomes available each and every day. And a reminder, we're just warming up here today. We're going to do a doubleheader today, okay? This is, we're getting into the Rose Bowl. This is all pregame, all that stuff. Immediately following the Rose Bowl, as soon as it's over, that'll probably be around 9 o'clock Eastern. Lockdown Big Ten here on this YouTube channel. We're going to go live, okay? So we did that on Saturdays during big games in the Big Ten season. We are going to go live tonight uh, right after the Rose Bowl, as soon as it's over. We're going live. So come check us out. Join us. We'd love to hear your live reaction afterward. Hopefully it's a Michigan win. If you're a Michigan fan, we'll talk about it uh, on the comment section on YouTube. We can do that in live real-time action together. Again, that is tonight. So check, check us out for that as well. All right. So before we get into uh, tonight's game at the Rose Bowl with Michigan and Alabama, multiple sources have reported that Michigan football coach Jim Harbaugh has hired a new agent. And it's a football agent, Don Yee. Don Yee. Interesting, right? You know that name. A lot of you should. He represented uh, the likes of Tom Brady, uh, Sean Payton, Jimmy G. The guy's a big-time NFL agent. That should point you in the direction of where Jim Harbaugh is thinking right now and what he is going to do because this guy has very deep NFL ties. At the very least, this puts Harbaugh in a position to have someone on the receiving end of the funnel of interest that could be coming up from maybe several NFL teams. And this person, Don Yee, could handle all this for Harbaugh, collect the offers, and then he can make a decision. Nothing's been done just yet. But keep in mind, win or lose, 
you know, leading his alma mater to three straight college football appearances could be a swan song at Michigan. It could be Michigan fan needs to kind of get used to that. And I wasn't sure that was the case up to about a week ago. I, I was kind of like 60, 40. I thought maybe the situation was right that he would go, but uh, look, Harbaugh and this team, they want to win it all, regardless of all the noise that's going on. This team has been remarkable at dealing with all the noise, whether it's suspensions or accusations or this or that, they just keep winning football games. And so this, I think having your head coach, you know, be in the middle of rumors of taking a head coaching job right in the middle of the, the college football playoff could be distracting to some teams, not this team, not this team. And plus half this team is moving on to the NFL. Anyway, we're going to have like 23 players drafted. So they are all thinking about their futures and they're, they get the band together one last time for this Rose bowl and maybe a national championship in a week. So if they want to win it all though, they can't do it without beating Nick Saban and Alabama in the Rose bowl today. Now, there's a knock on Harbaugh, and it's that he doesn't win the bowl games, right? Wins a lot of regular season games. He doesn't win the bowl games. doesn't win the college football playoff games. He's 0 for his last two there. Winning today would go a long way toward quieting his critics. And, you know, whether you have a, a reputation like that, you know who doesn't have a reputation for losing bowl games and who doesn't have a reputation for losing college football playoff games? Nick Saban and Alabama. That's right. So this is this is where Alabama's the most comfortable at this point. Uh, Saban knows the drill. Uh, he knows how to get a team ready that hasn't played in a month. He knows he knows the routine. He knows what to do. And you know, when and he's getting them to peak at the right time. When Texas beat Alabama in Tuscaloosa in week two this year, everyone said that Alabama was done. Nick Saban was past his prime. He was too old. This was the beginning of the end. He heard it too because he mentioned it in his press conference there in Pasadena this week. And I think it's a little motivation for him to be honest with you. And let's face the facts. This Alabama team was pretty bad early on. They, they couldn't get it all together. This was not a typical Alabama team in the beginning of the season. But in my opinion, Coaches that are past their prime don't get their teams up to this level. Don't improve their teams up to this level. Nick Saban is not, he's past his prime. He, he is motivated and he's ready to go. You know, since he took over this team in 2007, he's never gone more than two years without winning a national championship. It's, it's ridiculous. It is, he's the bare bride of our era. No question. Um, you know, but I remember back uh, in 2007, he couldn't wait to leave the, and much different than Jim Harbaugh. Couldn't wait to leave the NFL and the Miami Dolphins, get back into college and jump in. So, um, you know, we've got a lot of comparisons about Jim Harbaugh and Nick Saban in this matchup. And just, just the fact that one guy wanted out of the NFL and one guy apparently wants back in. But Harbaugh, look, he, he always wanted to coach, even though he had NFL interests and was in the NFL once upon a time as a coach and player, um, he wanted to restore the glory at his alma mater at Michigan. And for the most part, he's done that. Three straight college football playoff appearances is impressive. And this year, this team is the best one he's ever had at Michigan. So winning today's Rose Bowl go a long way towards cementing Harbaugh's legacy at Michigan. And after all, if you want to be the best, you got to beat the best. And Nick Saban is the best. There's no question about that. This is, uh, this is the big one. Um, you know, also keep in mind that this is just a semifinal beating Alabama, the Rose bowl just allows Michigan and Harbaugh season to continue for one more week. 
and when they can then play in the national championship next week versus the winner of Texas versus Washington. But yet it seems win or lose today or next week, it just it feels like Harbaugh's gone. Um, again, I have felt this more and more over the past week, and I think it was that announcement of the hiring of NFL super agent Don Yee. Um, now that he's under Harbaugh's employ, I I think I think the writing is on the wall here, Michigan fans. I really do. You know, I know you're probably sad about it, but um, listen, I got some advice for you. And this includes uh, a lot of you Michigan people who a few years ago all wanted Harbaugh fired because he was 0-5 against Ohio State. Like, why do we keep giving this guy a chance? Well, this is why. This is why. Where you guys are at right now. So enjoy the ride. Enjoy the Rose Bowl. Enjoy whatever comes next. And today, maybe next week, could be Harbaugh's finest hour at Michigan. And it could also be his last. So Embrace that. Embrace that thought here for the time being. Meanwhile, uh, I don't know what time you're going to be checking out this podcast here today on New Year's Day. And everything funnels toward the, the Rose Bowl at 5 o'clock Eastern time. There are a couple of Big Ten teams in action earlier today. So I want to say right now or today, depending on when you're watching this or listening to this podcast, of course, uh, Wisconsin takes on LSU. Wisconsin at 7 to 5, taking on 9 and 3. LSU, that is in the ReliaQuest Bowl. Tanner Mordecai will be making his last career start at quarterback for the Wisconsin Badgers. Meanwhile, LSU Heisman Trophy winner Jaden Daniels, he will sit out this one. Going to get ready for the NFL draft. Not going to participate in this one at all. At a 1 o'clock Eastern time, 10-3, and 10-3, and three, Iowa. Going to take on 8-4, and four, Tennessee in the Citrus Bowl. Tennessee quarterback Joe Milton III just announced a couple days ago he's not playing in this game. He also wants to get ready for the NFL draft. And I'm sure, as I'm sitting here, that Tennessee has never seen a team like this Iowa football team. This is a gritty 1940-style football. This is a a leather-helmet-era football team in regular helmets. That's what Iowa is. I like the Hawkeyes in this one, and I still like the under. I think it's around 36, so... What do you think about all this? We'd love all of your opinion as well. And um, we're going to, again, go live after the Rose Bowl here later today. In the meantime, we've had a couple of days to digest Ryan Day and the Ohio State Buckeyes. Like to know what you think about them and that performance a couple of days ago in the Cotton Bowl, plus Penn State, not so good against Ole Miss. Maryland, they get the dub. We're going to talk about all of that, get your reaction to as we continue right here on Locked On Big Ten. Also, I want to tell you about FanDuel. FanDuel, of course, all about the NFL, man, among other things. The uh, NFL season is wrapping up quickly, but there's still some time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. And right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. And the app is easy to use, and there's so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays. You can check that out. Plus, you can find bets in the new Explore tab. You can make a parlay in the Parlay Hub. they got Parlay Hub. And uh, it's the best way to find popular parlays, and they have more. Now, I'm going to give you some advice, okay? This is a tricky time of year, all right? Whether, whether you do something like FanDuel or your fantasy sports, you got to pay attention to rosters, right? Because 
Teams that have locked everything up, they're going to rest players. They might lose a game you might not think they're going to lose. Conversely, look for the desperate teams that absolutely have to win. Those are the games you want to focus on here at the end of the season. My tip to you. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and make your first bet a layup. Also, must be 21 or over and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gaming problem? Well, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Kentucky, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777, or visit org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700, or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, or 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. Got it? All right. Check out FanDuel today, and I promise you will uh, have a lot of fun there. Okay. Um, first of all, I want to thank all of you uh, for making Lockdown Big Ten your first listen each and every day. If you're new from last year, new now this year, 2024, especially you everydayers out there, thank you very much for checking us out. Meanwhile, be sure to subscribe on YouTube. That helps us out. You can share, follow, and like Lockdown Big Ten, your team every day. All right, let's talk about some things. And for Buckeye fans, this may be a little uncomfortable. We're going to get into it here and uh, and discuss everything that uh, is going on with the Buckeyes coming off that Cotton Bowl performance that they had. Um, I want to know where you Buckeye fans are on this. Of course, the 14-3 loss to Missouri. Ohio State was a three-and-a-half-point favorite. The over-under was 49. Didn't even come close to that. 14-3, Ohio State doesn't even score a touchdown in this game. And look, we knew this was not vintage Ohio State. Kyle McCord's gone, Marvin Harrison Jr. Now, I get it, but there's enough there. This I don't know that this should have happened. I was, I was very surprised by this. Uh, I'd like to know where you are and digesting all of this. And for one thing, I think we can say together that Look, we can't make Kyle McCord the sole uh, scapegoat for everything that went on with Michigan, and you can't blame him for this. It wasn't even here. Um, and again, we realize Marvin Harrison Jr. is not on the field, but Emeka Agbuka is not too bad. He was still there. Travion Henderson, I thought, did a pretty good job banging out 72 yards on the ground there, despite the fact that the offensive line was not really doing much. They couldn't, they couldn't keep anything going in this game. The offensive line was not great in this game. So it comes back to, you know, Ryan day and where we go moving forward with all of this. And, um, you know, he's, he's got a big job 
on him. Let's start off by talking about what's going on with quarterback play. So Devin Brown, he started this game. He's very excited to start this game. Remember, he got beat out by Kyle McCord all summer long. They were working, going head-to-head. Kyle McCord gets the job and goes 11-1. Devin Brown gets the start, and he was very excited. And Ryan Day said before the game that this team is Devin Brown's team right now. Is it? Is it really? Uh, He went uh, four for six for 20 yards, and they got injured. And look, he's a tough kid. Came trying to get come back in the game and play, and just couldn't do it. And it's a small sample size, and we really can't judge much off of this game. And then freshman Lincoln Keenholz came in. I was excited to see him play a little bit, but it was rough. Six to 17, 86 yards. Ryan Day said it was unfair to judge him on this performance. And maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. I don't know if it was. I mean, I, my understanding was he was going to play. He was being prepared to play in this game. I don't know that Devin Brown was going to go the whole way. So I'll look. And I'm not sure how quickly incoming freshman Air Nolan could get up and running, but Ohio State just looks like a shell of its former self. But in all fairness, Look, let's be real. There are a lot of teams in college football right now that are a former shell of themselves. Like a lot, it's not normal. I mean, it's it's normal for a team to have like 20, 25 guys that are not even there anymore because they're out on the transfer portal. It's tough. Something's got we'll talk about this later in a future podcast, but we got to do something about college football. The way that the regular season ends transfer portal opens kids portal out going elsewhere. So they don't want to play anymore or kids sitting out because they want to go to the NFL. I get that actually, but now we're going to have a 12 team playoff next year instead of four, you know, if a team's in a, in a opening round number 12 versus uh, I don't know if there's going to be buys. So number one versus or number 12 versus number five is kicking a sit, sit out, go, man, I'm not playing like three more playoff games. I don't want to get hurt going to the NFL. That's going to be a thing to mix in. You throw in recruiting and all this, just a very busy, crazy, jam-packed month in the month of December for college football. And some bowl games took some hits. I mean, we just talked about Ohio State. Um, The the Georgia-Florida State game was a joke. It really was. I mean, the Florida State team that was going against Georgia. Even Kirby Smart said, this is is ridiculous. It's got to be fixed. And he's right. Um, But anyway, back to Ohio State for a moment. My sense is... And talking to you like every day, Buckeyes fans getting a little restless with Ryan Day right now. And, you know, there was all the hot seat talk last year. I thought it was ridiculous. However, moving forward, athletic directors moving on. You go into another questionable season. You go into another loss of Michigan. Yeah, I think next fall you can start talking about stuff like that at Ohio State. Again, they, um, they're tougher. They're tougher on their coaches. There's a different bar. There and Ryan Day knows this. I thought the talk going into the season last this past season was ridiculous, but moving forward, I think it's going to be legit and we'll see what happens moving forward. Uh, I don't think Buckeye fan is going to be patient enough to want to sit around and watch another quarterback develop and maybe lose some games. They're gonna, they're not gonna, they're not gonna be happy with that. Peach Bowl, Ole Miss, they beat Penn State 38 to 25. Penn State was favored in that game, by the way. Um, look. What we said in our preview last week here on Lockdown Big Ten, we said this would come down to Ole Miss, who averages 35 points a game in a top 20 offense, versus Penn State's number three ranked scoring defense, which gives up 11 points per game. Something was going to have to give. It gave. 
uh, Lane Kiffin in his offense, they beat up on Penn State. They really did 38-25. Uh, that is the most points that Penn State has given up all year. In fact, by comparison, they gave up 24 points twice to Michigan and Indiana, and they gave up 20 points to Ohio State. Everything else has been in the teens or sh three shutouts this year against Big Ten teams. So Jackson Dart carved him up. 379 yards, three touchdowns, and he ran for another score. And it was Lane Kiffin's first 11-win season at Ole Miss as well. He's really getting it rolling there for Penn State. Drew Aller did not look great. I think Bo Permula will challenge him for the starting job next year. Different style quarterback. They're going to have to decide what way they want to go. But James Franklin finished the season 10-3. and three. Again, I always talk about 10-3. and three. A lot of schools would love to be 10-3. and three. Not Penn State. They want more. They want the kind of that they're in that Ohio State wannabe category. And they're right there. They're right there. But they need to they need to get some things going uh next year and some improvements. Also, the Music City Bowl. Maryland destroyed Auburn 31 to 13. Auburn was favored in that one. Uh, congrats to Mike Loxley and the Maryland Terps for their win over Auburn in this game. Very good job. And of course, uh Talia Tungavoila did not play. In this game, he's all done. He leaves the Big Ten as the all-time leading passer. So um, very remarkable career. He's done. He's sitting out, ready to go to the NFL. Uh, Billy Edwards stepped in. Yeah, I, I, he did okay. He struggled passing a little bit, but uh, 6 of 20 for a touchdown. And he did throw a touchdown. He ran for another 50 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Maryland's defense had three sacks in this game, four tackles for loss. And Glendon Miller had the 44-yard pick six in this one to help the Terps out. So the defense really stepped up there. The Terps finished eight and five. Man, start out five and zero, oh, went on a bit of a skid. Finished eight and five. It's good season. It's good season for Maryland. Also, want to remind you that uh, Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24/7 streaming channel on YouTube. It's called Locked On Sports Today. It's here for you 24-7, covering the top stories of the day with local experts of Lockdown, plus our national shows covering every league. You can go to Lockdown Sports Today on YouTube. Subscribe there, too, after you subscribe here on Lockdown Big Ten. It's the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel, and this show will appear on there as well. So you, uh, you'll want to definitely check that out. Uh, coming up, we have our Big Ten Top 10 observations. Usually we do it coming out of a weekend. We're going to expand it a little bit, a little bit going into last week. All that is coming up right here on Locked On Big Ten. All right, let's check out the top 10 things that uh, we observed in the last few days around the Big Ten. I'm going to put it on the screen. If you're listening on audio only, we'll describe what is going on here, and you can check it out. There's a lot of fun stuff going on. I'm going to put it here. Here we go, full screen. And uh, number 10, I put uh, Penn State's Tyler Warren. Uh, even though they lost to Ole Miss, five catches, 127 yards, thought that was worthy of a mention for him. Okay? Also, at number nine, the Penn State defense. Now, you may say, well, they gave up some points. You just made the case, Craig, that they gave up the most points they have all year. They they did, but their 10 tackles for loss in that peach bowl was enough to jump out. I wanted to mention that, especially the guys up front defensively getting the 10 tackles for loss in that game. All right. 
Uh, at number eight, Maryland's Glendon Miller just talked about him. He had that pick six versus Auburn in the Music City Bowl. That was very cool. At number seven, we mentioned Ohio State Jack Sawyer. Again, I know the Buckeyes lost. Look, they the defense did a pretty good job in that game. They held Missouri to 14 points. And uh, Jack Sawyer uh, had uh, three sacks, three tackles for loss, four tackles altogether. So I thought that was a nice defensive line. Thought we'd give him a mention here in our top 10. At number six, I want to mention Iowa's Caitlin Clark from the Lady Hawkeyes. Scored another 35 points against Minnesota on Saturday. They beat Minnesota 94-71. to 71. And it also moved her into the top five all-time women's scoring leader categories in, in women's college basketball and also threw in 10 assists with her 35 points. And she's now the number one all-time assist leader in the Big Ten. Again, a lot of season, a lot of real estate in front of her. She could just keep on just adding to these stats. Uh, just absolutely remarkable at Iowa. At number five, Northwestern. Wanted to mention this is a few days ago now. They beat Iowa, uh, Utah. I'm sorry. Northwestern beat Utah in the Las Vegas Bowl. And congratulations again to Northwestern. David Braun, you all know the story by now, thrust, uh, thrust into the head coaching position after everything that went on there this summer. They won one game last year. This year, eight, eight and five after the bowl victory uh, and a bowl victory to boot. Very good Northwestern. Right, I'm going to give North uh, Rutgers some some love here as they they beat uh, Miami in the Pinstripe Bowl on a dreary wet day. I told you this I, this one this one I put my line in the sand. I told you all last week. Rutgers was going to beat Miami. Miami didn't want to come up and play in an ugly weather day. It just wasn't going to happen. And uh, Rutgers gets the win. Kyle Manungai with 163 yards. And he's coming back next year, by the way. And I like saying Manungai. That's a cool name. All righty. What else we got? Number three, sticking with the Rutgers theme and the uh, the win. Isaiah Washington. Did you see their victory formation snap? Gavin Wimsett taking a knee to run out the clock and win the game, and then standing alongside and blocking. Isaiah Washington just does a backflip out of the V4 victory formation. I, could, I couldn't do that. I wouldn't have the guts to do it. But he did it pretty – he stuck the landing. It was nice. And number two, again, I'm kind of going now in reverse order. I'm just, I want to give Rutgers the love for beating Miami in that uh, pinstripe bowl. Um, they had a punt, uh, punt blocked, special teams touchdown in this game. And they finished seven and six as the first winning season at Rutgers since 2014. So congratulations to Greg Schiano and company. And finally, at number one in our Big Ten top ten list, top ten observations of the past weekend or so. And again, this is a few days ago. Minnesota, when they beat Bowling Green in the Quick Lane Bowl, Darius Taylor, just a freshman out of Motown. He rushed for 208 yards in that game, and that's coming off an injury. He missed like five weeks for an injury. He started off the season like gangbusters, multiple freshmen of the week awards in the Big Ten. Just a stud. It's a great running back there at Minnesota. So that's our list, our Big Ten top ten observations from the past week or so, uh, mostly over the weekend. But uh, anyway, that was it. That'll close it out for 2023. In the meantime, um, that's it for that. All right. I want to also tell you 
There are many ways for you to uh, be in contact with us. And again, don't forget, I'm going to be watching the Rose Bowl, just like you guys. Hit me up on Twitter. Um, but you can follow me on Twitter at TalkBig10, number 10, or X, whatever you want to call it, TalkBig10. Uh, comments on YouTube as well. And don't forget our website, TalkBig10.com. That's TalkBig10Number10.com. And be sure to subscribe if you haven't. Tell your friends about us. Everybody likes Big Ten stuff, alum that you may know, whatever. Tell them about us. Here, Lockdown Big Ten. We're out here every single day. I'm loving it. Be sure to subscribe and follow this podcast right now on your favorite podcast app. And that way you'll get the latest episode of Lockdown Big Ten as soon as it becomes available each and every day. The audio versions are out usually around 4 in the morning. The video uh, usually out about six in the morning and watch them at your leisure. But don't forget the special live one after the Rose Bowl around nine o'clock p.m. Eastern time. And also don't forget uh, that Lockdown has the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube as well. It's called Locked on Sports Today. You want to check that out as well and subscribe there. All right. So happy new year. Enjoy the Rose Bowl. We're live right after the Rose Bowl on our YouTube channel. So check us out. Be a two for the price of one here today. We'll catch you a little bit later. Thanks for checking us out. I'm Craig Sheeman for Locked On Big Ten.